Welcome to Industry Focus, the podcast that dives into a different sector of the stock market every day. I'm your host, Christine Hargis. This healthcare episode is being released on March 22nd, and it features an interview that I recorded on March 15th with Matt Wallach, the co-founder and president of one of my favorite healthcare companies, Viva Systems. Hope you enjoy it. Hi, Matt. Thanks so much for coming on to Industry Focus today. Let's kick off with some background. Talk to me about how Viva was created and what the business does. Sure. Thanks, Christine, for having me on. So, uh, it's a little bit of an unusual recipe to start a company. Uh, Peter Gassner and I had never met, and we live 3,000 miles away. Uh, and so, we got together because there was a shared idea that cloud computing was going to go in the same direction that client server and mainframe had before. And that is that as it gets more and more mature, it gets more and more verticalized, more specific to specific industry segments. So no one had done that in the cloud yet at that time. So that was the original idea. And Peter and I was a con- were a combination of Peter's deep expertise in Silicon Valley. He's really one of the best product guys in Silicon Valley and has attracted uh, a great group of product people uh, around there. And then I had a, a long background in life sciences, kind of knowing what life sciences companies look for in technology, the types of solutions that they need, the types of people that would be innovative uh, and would, would potentially be an early adopter. And that was the original combination, was uh, deep Silicon Valley expertise with uh, deep life sciences expertise. Uh, the products that we have today uh, basically come in two big uh, packages. The Viva Commercial Cloud is used by lots of pharma companies and uh, biotech companies around the world to help them sell and market their products more effectively and efficiently uh, around the world. Uh, It started as Viva CRM, which was our first product, and now it's expanded to be all kinds of interaction management between life sciences companies and their customers. Uh, So that could be face-to-face, over the phone, through the web, through video calls, through email. So really all the interactions between our customers and their customers. Then it's also expanded to include things like the data that you would use to to make a CRM uh, product effective and the content that you use to deliver the message in front of physicians, either face-to-face or through all those different channels. So that's the commercial cloud and that's where we started. Um, Our second product line is called Vault. Uh, and that has been a really big success for us as well. Uh, that is content management and data management also in the cloud uh, for all kinds of life sciences companies. And that product spans from commercial and medical content, anything that you might see in a doctor's office or the, the script that you would, you would be read from if you were to call a call center, all the way through to regulatory, clinical, and quality. So all the important documentation that gets collected during clinical trials that you train people on in a quality manufacturing setting, and all of the documents that go into regulatory submissions for new drugs and new indications around the world. So the product set is pretty broad, which makes us a unique partner to the life sciences industry as we try to build out this industry cloud. Who are your typical customers? So our customers are life sciences companies, large and small. So it's large companies that you've heard of, Johnson & Johnson and Pfizer, Novartis and Amgen. It's also many smaller companies, uh, either that are commercializing their very first drugs or companies that are still in the clinical development stage that maybe you haven't heard of. Um, So it really is any life sciences company from about the time they have 20 employees all the way up to the largest companies in the world. 
So clearly, this is a company that has been able to infiltrate this market and really expand a customer base fairly quickly. Viva was, in fact, the second fastest software company to ever reach $500 million in annual revenue. Matt, how were you able to achieve that? Well, I think some of it was good timing. Uh, we certainly came into the market at a time that the world was moving to cloud computing. And life sciences companies had been coming off. You know, we founded the company in 2007. If you look at the two decades before that, the life sciences industry really had a large uh, string of very successful and very profitable years. Uh, and so operational excellence was not the most important thing to pharma companies. It was getting products to market and just selling them any way that you could. So in 2007, there was a need to start to get more efficient as an industry, as some big drugs were coming off of patent uh, and it was getting more competitive. And the life sciences industry had not invested in any cloud computing up until that point. So we were really the first cloud computing uh, option that these companies had. And we really became synonymous with cloud computing, starting with our CRM product. So the CRM product just hit the market at just the right time. And I think that we created the right kind of product team that understood the importance of getting, you know, kind of running to the complexity, you know, where uh, where things are difficult for our customers. Many software companies might think, you know, we'll do the easy stuff and we'll let them custom code the hard things. We ran towards that complexity and that became that created a lot of fans within our customer base. And so now that we have 10 years of operating um, experience under our belts, where we really are known for having great products because of that focus on the details and getting everything right and making them reliable. Um, and we've expanded over time. Now I think companies look at us and think, you know, that's a pretty safe investment. I know that if the Viva guys say they're going to do it, the product is going to work, we're going to be successful, and we'll be able to focus on doing things more efficiently. You're certainly right that there are plenty of challenges that these companies face, particularly because they are in the healthcare sector, which is such a unique space. What are some of the biggest challenges for you guys working in this industry, and what is Viva doing to overcome them? Well, I think one of the things that, that is a, was a challenge for us and is a challenge for them is these are big global enterprises. So there's no such thing as a leading life sciences company that has a really good business just in Germany. Like, you can't do that. So these are big global companies. They have lots of specific requirements. Um, and I think it's really that combination where it is much more global than many other industries. You can't just build a successful software business in the U.S. and call yourself a partner to the life sciences industry. But then there's also a lot of specifics around specific functionality that they need, specific regulations that they need to comply with. Uh, and those regulations may differ literally from country to country to country around the world. So it makes operating a life sciences company very challenging and normal off-the-shelf software doesn't work. They really need verticalized software. And that was kind of the thing that made the life sciences industry late adopters to cloud because Software companies were kind of late adopters to cloud for a specific industry. Viva was one of the first companies to try to build industry cloud software, and it looks like it's, it's a great match for, for this big, complex industry. And are there any competitors out there in cloud-based solutions specifically for life sciences? So we have lots of competitors. Um, I wouldn't say any are pure cloud companies like us. Like most of our competitors started 
10 or 15 years before we did. And one of the great advantages that we have is we're kind of late to this party. And we were able to start with real multi-tenant cloud technology, all types of web-based technology that literally didn't exist or wasn't usable uh, 5, 10, 15 years ago. Um, so yeah, we always have competitors, but generally when we're competing for new business, we're the only real cloud solution. And where would you say the pharma industry as a whole stands as far as adopting cloud technology? So I think in general, life sciences has always been a technology laggard. Um, in my whole career, it's almost 20 years now, um, marketing and selling things into the life sciences industry, we've always referred to pharma companies as fast followers. So the hardest thing was getting the first pharma company to sign on, but once you do and they're successful, you can get them on stage telling other people that it works, then we, there has been a tendency for companies to follow quickly. So one of the most exciting parts of your latest earnings report and conference call was some color on the expansion of the product outside of life sciences. What's the latest on that opportunity? Yeah, so we took several months to figure out what the right opportunity would be. We realized, you know, it's really a couple years ago, that the Vault platform was going to be a unique asset, really unique, the ability to blend content management in the cloud with data management applications. And to do that on a single platform was really unique. And other companies started hearing about it. So we were getting inbound from companies that were asking us, hey, I know that you guys just do life sciences, but we have this really bad problem. Could you, could you help us with this? And so rather than sort of bleeding into other industries in an uncoordinated fashion, uh, last spring, almost a year ago, we decided to do it for real and to put together a small targeted team to figure out what that right strategy would be. And so we took time last year to figure out the strategy and just announced it uh, recently on the earnings call, as you said. And what we're going to go after is the quality management space. Quality management is something that we do within life sciences, who are big manufacturers. And quality management to us has two flavors. One is all of the documents that are stored and captured and, and utilized during quality and manufacturing operations. So this is something like the, the document that gives you instructions for how to clean a machine between batches. That's a highly controlled document. You don't want people just going in and changing it. And you actually want to know every time it's printed or emailed or opened or downloaded. So it's all kinds of control around documents. And it's, so it's those quality documents in manufacturing. And actually, it's all standard operating procedures that the employees would, would access around the world. Um, so it's that read and understood functionality that we have in lots of regulated industries. The other side of quality management we call QMS or quality management system is all the data around what you have to do if something goes wrong. So the first thing is a deviation. Something goes wrong. You have to document it to make sure the right people know. Sometimes you have to actually tell the regulatory authorities about it. Then you have to put together a plan, a corrective action, preventive action plan. We call those CAPAs uh, in the industry. And so this is the plan for how you're going to make sure that that doesn't happen again. And then you have change control, which is now that you have a plan to make sure that that deviation is not going to happen again. you got to go implement it. And all of these things are heavily regulated. There's lots of approval processes, sometimes regulatory bodies uh, associated. And so that's what we do in life sciences. But it turns out that across lots of discrete and process manufacturing industries, these things look pretty much the same. And so we thought this was a perfect opportunity for us to go into just a huge market, well over a billion dollars in additional opportunity for us. 
but a huge market that has been underserved by technology providers basically forever. You know, if you're sitting in Silicon Valley, you're doing artificial intelligence and machine learning and Internet of Things and big data, social media. That's what Silicon Valley is, is excited about today. Well, we're excited about quality management in big, old, slow companies everywhere around the world because it's important and they've been underserved. And I think that the Vault platform really is a unique platform because we can do both of those two pieces that I described, the document management part and the data management part. So that's something we're really excited about. We're starting with a small focus team to make sure that we get the early adopters live and happy this year so that we can start reference selling in the future. But it's something that we think is gonna be uh, an important growth driver for Viva uh, over the long term. It sounds phenomenal. And it also, it sounds a lot like you guys running at complexity yet again. When you're, yeah. when yeah. you're looking at uh, this opportunity, you mentioned that it was about a billion dollar opportunity. I wanted to ask some follow-up questions about that. Is that just in the quality management space? Yeah, so what we've said is that we think that just quality management across multiple industries is well over a billion. In fact, if you were to go do all the market research, you're gonna see some numbers much larger than that. Um, and we think that quality management is gonna be the strategic entry point for us into lots of these other industries. Very similar to how our CRM product was our strategic entry point into life sciences. So I think 10 years from now, it's not gonna be Viva with the life sciences industry cloud and one quality management thing they sell outside. There's gonna be a whole suite of products that we sell to multiple industries. Quality management is the first area and we really have to create a multi-industry model that allows us to scale, allows us to be profitable like we like to do, um, and allows us to become a really important technology provider to those companies. And so when you look at that broader opportunity, what would you say is the total addressable market for Viva? Well, you know, I think it's early to put a number on it uh, because we're just getting started there. But, you know, we sort of joke internally because Vault can manage content management applications, which is this whole huge class of, of software, and it can it can manage data management applications, which is even larger. You know, we sort of joke internally, it's, it's kind of an unlimited market. Now it's limited by what products we choose to build. And this is an important part of our strategy, really any company, but for us specifically, because we have, we've expanded from one product, now we actually have 23 products that we sell. We are going to continue to build new applications and new modules to expand the product line, a lot of that on Vault. Um, and so the onus is on us to choose the right markets. We're not just gonna go into every market. We have to choose the right markets. We have to do it at the right pace that allows us to continue to provide the same level of customer success that we've seen in life sciences. And so as we expand and make those strategic bets, We'll, we'll update our TAM accordingly. It's just a little early to put a number on what it could look like uh, uh, you know, 10, 20 years from now for us. Fair enough. So it seems like you put a lot of thought into choosing the first non-life sciences market that you wanted to enter. What is the competitive landscape within that market? So that competitive landscape actually reminds me a bit of what we've seen in life sciences. So there's a large number of companies. None of them are huge. So I think probably it's 100, 200, 300, 400 person companies and a bunch of them. 
they have specialization either on the content management side or on the data management side. And they also have specialization from industry to industry, although many of them try to target a lot of the same industries that we're going after. So it's mostly small companies that I would say try to have a best of breed type approach. And there's really with software companies, there's two main approaches to building products. Either you want to be a best of breed company, you do one thing really, really well, you try to do it better than everyone else. But when a customer wants to integrate that with other things, they have to write that code themselves. Or you have integrated suites of products. And some of the integrated suite vendors sort of take advantage of the fact that it's an integrated suite. So when they build something new, they make it just good enough that everyone's going to buy it because they know you're going to buy it anyway because it's part of the suite. What Viva does that is unique is we talk about unified and best of breed products. So yes, we have a unified suite, all of these applications on Vault. And as we build more and more applications, they're all going to be on the exact same platform. But we also make a commitment to our customers that if we go into an area, we're committing to build the best of breed product. So we're not going to stop until we have the very best product available. And then our products get better three times a year working with customers forever. So we're going after in life sciences today with a unified suite of best of breed products. And we will use that same strategy outside life sciences to try to counter what we think is going to be a competitive set of a bunch of legacy best of breed applications. You mentioned earlier that uh, you're team relies a good bit on word of mouth within the life sciences industry. You have you know, one big pharma company that loves you guys, gets up on a stage, talks about how much he loves it, and that's really helpful in spreading the word. How do you see that going as you enter completely new industries, and is your sales force prepared for building completely new relationships? Yeah. So I think that's a very fair question, and we certainly have the recipe in life sciences, and our customer events are actually a measurable part of our success because I think we've done a good job bringing the industry together to allow them to share best practices. When we look outside life sciences, it's not as obvious that we can pull together companies across industries. And so I think that we have to invent new ways to, to build that, uh, that sense of community around our products. Um, we do believe that in quality management, there are events that people go to, there are topics that we could sponsor that are relevant to people that work in a quality manufacturing uh, capacity across lots of different industries. But it's a little early to tell in our, um, in our life cycle here exactly how we're going to do that. Um, but I think it's a good question and it's one that we've been asking ourselves and we'll be experimenting a lot over the coming years. And we'll definitely be looking forward to seeing how you guys choose to tackle that. Before I close this out, I have one last question for you, which is, on behalf of our listeners, what is something that we should all be keeping an eye out for with this company in the next, say, one year or so? Well, if you look out one year for Viva, um, I think that there's, there's a few new products that, if they're successful, you're going to be looking at a very long, uh, healthy growth trajectory for Viva uh, for many, many years. Um, so one is our entry into uh, the electronic data capture space. That's a very big market. It's very competitive. We've added a, a CTMS, a clinical trial management system. Uh, also, those two products are coming out in April. Those are just themselves over a billion dollar market just within life sciences. So we're just entering that market uh, in April of this year. And so we're going to be working on our early adopters. And so I would look for signals that we're having some success in that market. 
The other brand new big thing is our uh, our efforts outside of life sciences. So I would look for signals and customer wins uh, that the the same types of strategies, the same types of product that have been so successful in life sciences are working across industries. And then I would also look at our attempts at becoming a real partner to the industry. And so this is, and now I'm talking about the life sciences industry again. We're trying, so we do have a high market share in many of the markets that we're in. We're trying to use that market share for the good of the industry. So to use the, the, the seat we have at the table with life sciences companies to do things that normal software companies wouldn't do. So we started Align Biopharma. We, we're working with seven of the top 25 pharma companies today already on creating standards that will help every pharma company interact with their customers. And we're looking at other areas that Align Biopharma can create standards that are just good for the whole industry. And that's just one of several initiatives that we're going to be taking in the next 12 to 24 months to really try to create community, create this industry cloud, and to allow the entire industry to improve uh, their performance. Sounds great. Matt, I want to thank you so much for your time today and tell you best of luck to you and the entire Viva team. All right. Thanks, Christine. Thanks for having us on. As always, people on the program may have interest in the stocks that they talk about, and The Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against. So don't buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear. For Matt Wallach, I'm Christine Hargis. Thanks for listening and Fool on. Fool on.